Ladies and gents, welcome to Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments, brought to you by Funk27, Discontent Providers and Global Butterflies, bringing trans and non-binary awareness to the business community. Go to globalbutterflies.com. <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome, welcome. It's the end of another week. It's Friday night. It's half past seven. Uh, it's time to tell your husband or wife, uh, partner, mum or dad to just leave you alone for a bit because it's all been too much this week and you just need some time and space to process the chaos and hate that was another week existing in the formerly Great Britain. Uh, much has happened in the last few days, and much like your old band's demo tape, all of it bad. None of it redeeming. Uh, if it's your first time, <laughs> if it's your first time jumping on on the live stream, uh, hello, hello, welcome. Pull up a pew, roll yourself a fat bifter, crack open a cold one, uh, whatever medicine it is that you self-medicate with to get yourself through this. Um, also, if you'd like to comment or have your uh, question read out uh, to stand the best chance or priority and, and all of that, then either jump on the Patreon or the YouTube community, which I'm building, uh, or drop me a little super chat thing. You may have seen them in other live streams. You could just click the three dots. You do a super chat. Basically, you put two pound into the kitty and then I can sort of see it uh, pop up in the live chat and I'll read it out and uh, myself and my guest will respond to it accordingly. Um, anyway, let's get into it. Joining me tonight, ladies and gents, my good friend, Scott Williams. Woo! How you doing, I'm, man? I'm well, thank you very much. How are you? Mm. Good. I've got my, uh, my beer on the go. I'm immediately feeling better. As soon as I've had my first taste of liquid patience, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling good. How's your I week I been? Don't drink, I don't drink at home very often. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> I need your, I need your judgment, Scott. I wasn't judging. I was talking about my own personal experience. This is how you know somebody's like ravished with alcoholism. Is that yeah? I know that you weren't judging. There was no. <laughs> but you just took it all the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. There was no, there's no chuntiness to what you were saying. But I just completely like internalized that and like it's self judgment. <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> it it um, literally wasn't about you. Yeah. So I feel. I feel so. about you. I feel so attacked. Got to respond defensively. It. Yeah. It's Friday night. Of course, you should be having a drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, I like for for veteran listeners, they will know this, but I uh, for newbies, um, I sort of started this podcast as a way to respond to firstly like crippling parenthood loneliness of being like removed from my social circles and not being able to get out. So like this was a good way to catch up with people and uh, and have a few beers while you do it. But also then in the pandemic, it sort of escalated a little bit. It was like, you know, you, nobody can go out now. So we're, we're all forced to, into this sort of, you know, stay in and drink over the internet nightmare with me. <laughs> ah. um, so, yeah, but you are welcome here also. Um, how's your week been, Scott? What, what's been going I'm on your really, end? I've been really busy because I started a new job, um, full-time job working in our office. Um, on Monday, I started on Monday. I've been going into the office every day, except for today. They let me work from home today, even though apparently I'm supposed to work there for three months before I'm allowed to work from home. But because 
no one else from the finance team was going to be in. They said, well, you might as well work from home. So Sad. I worked from home today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been a really busy week. I'm trying to get back into the gym again. So I've been to the gym a few times this past week. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I need to lose a little bit of weight. I've uh, I disagree. I think you are you're an explosion of hunk. You look so you look strong. You look able, capable, I think, you know. I'm getting turned on. You need to stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. I mean, I love the fact that it's like like you said fuck you in the first three minutes. <laughs> I hope that doesn't impact the algorithm. I'll probably get a slap on the wrist again for that. But, yeah, um... dude, you're already demonetized. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, we're sort of joking about it, but I, I uploaded a video earlier about Liz Truss. <laughs> Am I? Oh, well, there we go. I don't know. Though. You said I'm joking about it, but it's kind of like you're saying, you're joking, but it's kind of true. Well, it is. Like, I, I put a thing up about Liz Truss earlier, and I didn't, I don't think I swore in it, and there wasn't anything like, like some of my videos, they're like even if i don't swear there's like words that are hard like hard words to hear like yeah. um and i assume that they get flagged but there was nothing really i don't think there was anything like that in there and it got flagged and i'm it always fascinates me i'm like what could i have said in there um and if i didn't have you, a life i watched would... it back and, and and given it another critical view to have a look to see i haven't yet because i was in a hurry for the school run but Honestly. um yeah, I will do later. Indeed, indeed. Right, should we... Let's let's quickly go over some of the pinch points, the pain points of the last week. I'd be interested to get your thoughts and feelings about this. I'm really excited to do this tonight because yesterday um, I was on another podcast that will be coming out at some point. I don't know you were, you were You were podcast cheating on me? I would... Oh, my God. You've been podcast cheating on me for fucking years. We're talking about right now. <laughs> this is the second time I've been on here. Super Chancy's been on here about seven or eight times. Uh, yeah. Jules, has, Jules has been on here more than me. Jules has been on twice. Right. So I'm just catching up. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, No, no, we're not having that. <laughs> Listen, yes. Yes, I cheated on you. Get over it. Yeah. We went, I did another podcast yesterday, and we spoke a lot about American politics. But the funny thing was, the most interesting stuff happened here. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about UK politics more than I wanted to talk about uh, any American politics, considering, you know, yeah. it was quite the week. I suppose it's like, it must be a bit weird for you because clearly, you know, to, to listen to you, you're an American. And so people will automatically assume that you are totally that across. I'm some sort of knowledge that yeah. comes from, as, you know. But at the same time, I do keep up. I do try to watch and see what's going on. So yeah. I can pass a funny comment or two about it. You know, and I think that's kind of what the show wanted yesterday. So that was cool. And I gave them what they wanted. But um, when, it, when we're talking about serious stuff, obviously the UK politics, because I live here, is going to be a little bit more meaningful to me because it directly affects my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's something that's going to yeah. impact you on a day-to-day -day basis. So. Exactly. Yeah. So were they sort of grilling you on like, so, you know, what do you think about this and that? And then actually you were like, yeah. Taiwan. I was just like, excuse wow. me. <laughs> yeah. That's a country. Or, oh, it's not. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, do you know, I don't even yeah. know what is it. Is it a, is it? A... I think you're not. I don't think it is a country. I kind of, I got lost when they, someone, someone, uh, another person on the show, a guy named Simon, 
he had told the whole history of, of Taiwan. Oh, wow. From, from like the 1900s and how Taiwan was formed. And halfway through it, I didn't, I'm not going to say I wasn't listening because I was, mm. uh, but I don't think I was able to take everything in. Was he like, he, he, not- he Putin to you, like you know the T- Tucker Carlson Putin interview. Was like he literally did that, yeah. Thirty minutes. And <laughs> you're like, uh huh, okay. Yeah, uh, all right, or whatever you gotta say, dude. It it, it, uh, it was ten o'clock. It was it was getting on, and I yeah. was just like, okay. And then they went. So, what do you think about it, Scott? And I went, what's a Taiwan? <laughs> yeah, mind you, probably the most American answer I could get. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, it's I mean, it's fair play. You stayed authentic American. <laughs> I mean, it is. I've I've taken the mic, but it's like there is. There's a beauty. There's a there's integrity in being open and honest when you don't know the answer to something. Like like I would answer well, that. No, I mean, you, they they'd also mentioned you know that um, Trump and the NATO the NATO comment that Trump made, and you know I just kind of because that came in at the same time as the question about Taiwan. So I just kind of reverted back to that and said, yeah. well, it's really rich for Donald Trump to talk about people paying their bills when the man has ever paid a contractor or anything in his entire life. Yeah. So let's let he should maybe look at his own house before he could he criticizes NATO countries um, yeah, yeah. about paying their bills, you know? I couldn't believe that when I heard the audio of him saying, like, you know, that you've got to pay your bill. Oh. He was talking, just for the benefit of listeners who may not have seen or heard that, but he was talking about NATO membership and NATO states who don't pay their way and then expect the protection of the United States. Uh, and he was like, well, you don't pay your bills and you don't get protected. In fact, I would encourage, I would encourage Russia. That, yeah, yeah. I would encourage Russia to, to invade you. And it was a bit like, well, this is you telling on yourself because you don't pay your bills. Mm. How many lawyers, how many contractors and people that have worked for him over this, especially over his presidency, that did he, he didn't pay any of them. Yeah. So Giuliani it, it, it was, is a good example of that, isn't it? Like, didn't I think he told Giuliani he was going to earn, you know, X amount and then now Giuliani's yeah, bankrupt. Like, exactly. So it, it really goes to show that a lot of what Donald Trump says is really deflection about his own circumstance of who he is. Yeah. So it's like he tells on himself every single time. If you sit there and you read through the that comment, oh, you gotta pay, you gotta pay. It's like, yeah. No, you have to pay, Donald Trump. Yeah. You haven't paid. Uh, sorry, Donald Trump, don't you owe someone uh, eighty-five million dollars right now? Like, yeah. The interest is a hundred thousand dollars a day. Like. Talk about paying. Be quiet. Well, it's like, it's, <laughs> you know? what, what's that famous quote from um, Goebbels? 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 Like where he says... Oh, uh, uh, the Nazi. Yeah, like where... I don't know very famous quotes from this, Nazis. <laughs> I mean, I don't sit there on, tell revising us, tell them. Us. Uh, In this climate, yeah? No, it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, see, this is going to get quoted out of context now. I'd be like... <laughs> Exactly. A. Thompson <laughs> said this. I did, but I was quite... Anyway, um, no, he said, uh, accuse the other side of that which you are guilty. Like, it's projection, yeah. right? Politically exactly projection. what he does every um, time he speaks. Yeah. Every time he says something, you can kind of really reel it back to something yeah. about him and himself and what he what he has done or is doing. Yeah, yeah. Let's... um. 
Okay, so let's. I, I'm glad you had fun on the other podcast, but also fuck Thank those you. guys. Uh, You're welcome. You guys should listen to it. But yeah. I think what's it in, called? We'll in, check it out. In, 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 no, I'm not going to say it yet. Oh. I don't want anyone diverting away from this amazing show. Oh well, okay. And listening to something else. Well, we'll give it. We'll give it a plug at the end. I'm sure they're lovely, lovely yeah, people. Sure. At um, the end, if anyone's still here. So. Um, Okay, so let's. I'm going to quickly go through some of the big stories uh, from the last right. week. Um, so on Monday, Rishi Sunak and Gillian Keegan decided they wanted to take phones away from school children. This is just the latest policy idea that they've decided at CCHQ would be a really way, a good way to connect with the youth, <laughs> to attract the youth vote from 16 to 18. They're going to inspire people to turn conservative by nanny state snatching their technology away from them. Good stuff. Tuesday, uh, Kemi Badnock gets in trouble for lying or the post office guy is lying. Nobody can quite decide who to believe. Kemi Badnock or the post office guy. Um, <laughs> Wednesday. Turned out she had also, I say also, we don't know if she's <laughs> lied about the post office guy yet, but yeah, uh, let's let's sprinkle a few more, like a little bit of supporting evidence. On Wednesday, it turned out she had lied about having had trade talks with Canada and engaging with various LGBTQ bodies. Uh, Wednesday night, the ceasefire uh, vote in um, the House of Commons descended into farce. Uh, Thursday, protesters broadcast a demand for peace onto Big Ben and everyone got really mad about it. Uh, and now Friday, Friday, we're really at the peak now for this week. Uh, Nigel Farage, the owner of GB News, Liz Truss, Robert Jenrick, Suella Braverman, Lee Anderson, basically everyone on the British right has completely lost their minds and exist in a permanent state of fantastical Islamic phobic nightmare delusion. That is the week we've just had, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck uh, is going on? She's for a Monday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's so the phones. Well, it's going to take away the phones from the kids because that's going to really excite the kids to vote conservative. It's 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 hysterical hypocrisy yet again, uh, uh, accusing labor all the time of nanny state stuff. We're going to teach kids how to brush their teeth. Well, that's just a nanny state, you know. We 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 yeah. can't possibly teach children how to brush their teeth. But let's take away their phones. Yeah, it's it, wild, it, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, it's crazy. Again, it's not really solving problems for the. Um, for the wider population of the country, it's not really doing anything for that. Another deflection bullshit um, policy to throw out the news, more red meat for their supporters um, instead of something tangible that might actually make the lives of uh, most people in this country better. Do you think, genuinely curious to get your view on this, do you think they actually think that that sort of policy or that specific policy is going to affect positive change? Or do you think it is as cynical as it appears to be where it's just like, look, it's not in the manifesto. We can't fix this problem or that problem or this one, but here's a little something that will like gobble up the headlines. It will just get us through another week. Literally that. I think it's really? fed to the headlines purposely, uh, fed to the headlines, fed to media purposely so that they have a story to run again getting clicks it's going to upset the people that think it's a stupid idea and it's going to um engage the people that think it's a good idea to win all around 
Um, so that's going to sell papers and create clicks on websites. Um, so yeah, the, it, 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 I believe I'm a maybe I'm a little bit of a cynical person, but the Tories haven't done anything really tangible to help the people of this country in any possible real effective way. Um, and so they don't have, and, and, and with that, they don't have anything mm. or they show, they choose not to do the things that would be good. Mm. Um, and therefore it's just crap. It's this, it's almost as if they're not really governing the country right now. Yeah. They're just, they're just having a good time. Like they're just chilling. You know, like, you know, like, you let's know... Just throw this policy out. What else can we do? Oh, well, we could take away fees from, uh, estate agents for rented property uh no let's not do that let's take away the phones from children that will really get everybody it is i think you're tapping into something really important there i think it is like they are driving along with just you know the foot down on the clutch they're not in gear they're not driving they're just coasting yeah they're in cruise control they're they're not they're not they're just letting it all like they're they're uh they are trying to um i'm trying to think of the term they are they're just trying to long it out they're trying wow to... oh there we go amazing um, <laughs> somebody was in the chat going like are we gonna hear an a thompson burp tonight there you go lads there you go <laughs> they um they're just trying to drag it out mm. uh to December when they'll call their election. November when they call their election. They're just trying to drag it out and they're just throwing out uh, red meat to their base. Um, I feel like... Did you notice that everything seems to be for their base? Did you notice this week, one that you didn't mention this week, though, that there was James Cleverly, I think it was either James Cleverly or uh, it it was one of the ministers who had done a tweet celebrating the fact that we're going to have care workers coming over, immigrating over, but they can't bring their family. Yeah, yeah, that is James Covey, like, Home Secretary. A positive, wonderful thing, and it was like, what? Mm. <laughs> and again, red meat, that's going to appeal to um, Barry and John in the pub uh, drinking um, a, a, a Foster's Top going, well, we got too many of immigrants coming into the country anyway. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it appeals to those people. That's who they want to keep on side. Um, they don't want them voting for labor because they would have normally been traditionally labor, labor voters. And so they were gaslighted to believing that the conservatives were the party of the working class. Unbelievable. But there you go. This is where we live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no, not not at all. I mean, I, far be it from me. I'm never going to criticize anyone from having a rant. I mean, that's my <laughs> my USP right there. But um, uh, I think you're right to to pick up on uh, on that story because it did like it sort of skated my me by. I saw the tweets, I saw the quote tweets, and everyone calling it disgusting. But it just sort of, I guess, in the cloud of everything else that's happened in the last few days, um, it's pointless. It's a pointless bullshit. Thing. it's so short-termist as well like yeah. this is the thing that everyone was like clapping back to the uh, to james cleverly about they were like you know you're doing this at the moment to appease as you say like the base throwing red meat to people 
and they love the idea of like yeah there's too many coming over here and like more jobs for british people and like, i don't want any of their children moving over here too etc etc but what's going to happen in like you know 10 years 15 years time yeah there's that and we've got this aging population we've got a labor shortage people aren't having babies so our route out of that problem is <laughs> immigration or socialized childcare. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's it's ridiculous and again it's something that is going to be very short term i think when the labor i believe i believe my opinion is that we will have a labor government by the end of the year and you know they'll just get rid of that sort of yeah ridiculous nonsense um and again with the phones uh, is it going to actually happen before this election probably not so it's just a bullshit uh, thing for people to get riled up for on a Monday morning yeah. um, and get the press sort of moving and, like I said, get some clicks going, some paper sold. It's bullshit. I it's- almost feel like like when they do publish a story like that, and I, I'm sort of in the same camp as you, where I think it is as cynical as it appears, where I think people in CCHQ are literally like, look, we don't have anything. We can't spend money on this. We're not going to spend money on that so close to the election. Like, why would we bother? Um, We haven't got anything to brag about. We haven't got enough time between now and the GE to announce some big, you know, sexy new program that people would actually be interested in. And frankly, we still want to loot a few more (laughs) billion. We don't want to spend them on, you know, the plebs out there. So what can we do, guys? What can we do? Who's got a good idea? You over there. What's your idea? And it'd be something to do with health over here, something to do with education over there. And on this occasion, somebody put their hand up, Gillian Keegan or one of her supporting staff. And they were like, what about if we said that we were taking bullying in the classroom really seriously. And then we said, you know, we'll take away kids' phones. Like, But here's the genius part. Most of the schools already do it. So we don't really have to do anything, but it makes us look like we're taking action. <laughs> oh, exactly amazing. Exactly that. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like you're almost quoting a scene from the thick of it. Um, and I think that is truly what we live in right now. Even more, a more characterized version of the thick of it. Like, like it's almost like the current government is taking the piss out of the thick of it by being more outrageous than the show itself. Yeah. And being more stupid and self-serving and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what, what was Tuesday again? What was... Um... Um, Tuesday was Kemi Badenoch. Uh, this is oh, a spillover oh, well, this, from this, the weekend. This woman, I, 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 I literally can't with her... She, <laughs> she is, I, I she just is, can't. She's literally the stupidest fucking person on this planet. Oh but no! Like, she she can't even lie right. Yeah. She can't even lie well. Yeah, but you know what? Sunak can't either. Have you like he can't do? Oh, no. And like I've been tap like I say tapping into this. I've been sort of picking up on this idea recently that he's like it's like he gives a sermon. Like when he when he speaks, it's like that sort of faux sincerity. Like you're like, I don't. It's bullshit. I don't believe it's that. So plastic. Yeah. And rehearsed. But with her, she's not as bad at the delivery as he is. 
But you're right. She can't. Like, why would you lie about? It's all shit. Like, it's the it's the stupidity that gets me. It's like, by all means, lie, lie, and get yourself out of trouble. I'm sure hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people do it every single day. But it's the stupidity factor where it's like you lied about something that you must have known journalists were just going to go and check up on. Like, oh, I, I've been negotiating trade deals with Canada. Well, hold that thought, Kemi. Let me just go and check. Oh, what's that? Oh, she's full of shit. We busted you. Like, how did you not think yeah. that was good? Just stand there and go, no, 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 it's true. And that is just playing out of the Boris Johnson sycophantic yeah. um, playbook of those moronic um, conservatives. Um, and, you know, double down, double down, double down. Um, the LGBTQ, I mean, everyone knows she hasn't visited any. She, She's actually actively against Stonewall. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and as as uh, about them previously, because they believe in trans rights. The only she said, I have visited some LGBTQ um, charities. Well, they're not really charities; they're fringe groups, right? Uh, such as Sex Matters, and which is actually more well, Sex Matters and LGB Alliance which has actually got more predominantly straight membership right. than it does actually a gay one. So it, it's all bullshit. I mean, the LGB Alliance literally have an office on 55 Tufton Street. I was just about they're to say they're one of the Tufton, like, yeah. And, and it, it's bullshit. Um, they don't have any... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking with authority on this because I am a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I can tell you now that the majority of LGBTQ plus one AI one two three four five six seven eight do not agree with the LGB alliance. Yeah, okay? and a very vocal minority of gay people and an extremely extremely minority of trans people might affiliate themselves with something like that but at the end of the day on a whole they are they are uh they it's it's kind of like it's kind of i I guess this is the nazis right it 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 would literally be like uh a bunch like in world war ii you got the nazi party and then all of a sudden right there's this little fringe group called the 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 uh Amazis, right? And we're we're Americans who believe that we should be Nazis too. And it's like, no, they don't. They 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 want to kill the Nazis. Really, they want to assimilate the Nazis. Yeah, but it's like they're it's almost as if it's an infiltration into the wider LGBTQ plus community um, to try to disrupt any unity because they don't like trans people it's yeah so just to, to sort of come and back Kenny a little Bandock, bit by the way is one of the biggest transphobes mm. and i a major major reason for my dislike of her um she's said very ignorant and um, uh stupid things of same word uh, about trans people that are just unacceptable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so no, no. I was just going to say. So just a couple of things there. So firstly, yes, on on Kemi Badenoch, I think it's really telling that they made her they made her equalities minister, didn't they? This is like oh my a god, year, that just angered me so much. A year and a half ago, like before she 
when I th- was it immediately after she did her first leadership bid because nobody knew who the yeah. fuck she was before that um then she went for the leadership and people were like oh who's who is this um and then since then she's got more and more high profile and and been yeah. rewarded for it with more and more high profile jobs um but just to have somebody like that in the equalities role is just like laughable and that's where all of this pressure has come from like who did you actually meet with did you ever meet with any and it's it's such a testament to how lax and laid back and laissez-faire the conservatives are when they're in government because it's like oh yeah we should make kemi equalities should we give we give equalities to kemi that'll piss everyone off wouldn't it it's like she's never going to attend any meetings or meet with anyone from those industries (laughs) to show show their um lack of empathy for uh any sort of diversity and equality it's tagged on yeah to her business secretary role yeah so it's it's not a full. It used to be a, a minister that was the minister in quality, right? Yeah. They think so lowly of that that it could just be some little tag on to the uh, business secretary's role because she's not going to have to do a lot of work, is she? No. You know what I mean? Easiest job in the world. The conservatives have no, um, have no, uh, it, it, you know, uh, ambition to. Create any sort of equality because they would have done it already if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, so it was they think of that role so lowly that they they gave it as a tag on. Mm. You know, and then she's done absolutely nothing. The, the, she's actually fought against measures of trying to create equality within the diversity of the country that we live in. You know. So. Yeah. Um. The, the other uh, point that you raised about the think tanks, about Tufton Street and it being sort of like the opposite of what you would actually think, like that's that's exactly it. And it, like you can't really emphasize that enough about how weird and inverted that whole ecosystem is where yeah. you have like the LGBT alliance Alliance. who are actually funded by sort of, you know, Christian right American types who really don't like gay people. Like there's that. And then you've got the taxpayers Alliance. Who do you think is like, are they actually interested in what we spend our tax money on and getting us a better deal? Or are they actually funded by people who really don't want to pay tax? Um, Exactly. Or the, what's the environmental one as well? And it's like, actually it's all funded by big oil and like fracking. (laughs) organizations i know yeah it's like i, I almost it. admire it scott I, like it's so ballsy it's like it's so blatant it's so in, in our faces and yeah. it, 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 it when you try to but the thing is it it's kind of like when we talk about big tanks and we talk about pressure groups and things like that you're really starting to dig deep into the whole political world yeah Average Joe Schmo doesn't give a shit about any of that. No, they just they just want to go to the food mo- uh, shop and be able to afford their groceries, right? So when you sit there and say, "Well, this whole taxpayers alliance that are trying to get the wealthy to uh, pay less tax," they just—I think the average person who's not as politically engaged is just going to go, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I mean, I've been saying this for years now. I'm just like, yeah. you should never underestimate how little people care for most. Like, people like us, we, we like, drink in the news every single day. Like, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm a it. news junkie. I'm like, yeah. 
But most people just walk past the 24-hour garage. They scan the headlines or, you know, a push notification comes up their phone. They're like, oh, Gary Lineker's in trouble again. And then that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's the end of their news intake for that's the week. That's all they care about. Because they have lives and they yeah. have things that they have going on in their life. And, but the, it, it, it's unfortunate because the things that they probably complain about that are not positive in their lives could be fixed if they became more politically engaged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like connecting the dots in a way, isn't it? It's like yeah, they but, want their groceries know, to be cheap, but they don't understand that the reason that the groceries are getting more expensive is because the energy bills weren't kept down. Yeah. Energy companies weren't nationalised because of Tory ideology. And yeah. now the cost of running all of these businesses is like, is, you know, doubled or tripled in the energy bill. And that money then gets passed on, or the cost of that gets passed on. To billionaires. And it, 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 and, and it goes to show, but when you try to explain that to people, you come across as arrogant, you come across as, oh, I guess I maybe come across as arrogant. I would I've, I've always thought so, yeah. Yeah. Huh? You know what I'm saying? You come across, no, you come across as a, a, a not you, but some people who are more politically engaged become, come across as boorish and, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I always bad. imagine that when, you know, if I talk to friends and the subject of politics comes up and then I go off on like a 15 or 20 minute rant and then I leave, I imagine that they talk amongst each other afterwards and go like, I like, I like him. About? Yeah. But like, oh, when he goes off on his politics, oh, God, you know, yeah, like, I can't be bothered. yeah, yeah. I, I, I've literally heard people say those things to me. Oh, really? What? Yeah. To you about you. No, not about me. I'm sure it probably happened about yeah. me, but more of uh, it being said to me, like a friend of mine, like, oh, like just as you wouldn't know that someone has said that to you, Aid, unless someone had said that to you before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like we know those conversations happen because they've had. I've been part of that conversation, but you know, this is this is a uh, you know our geekery, right? Um, but it's hard to get people engaged unless there's a big huge headline about it a big yeah. couple just like there was on wednesday uh when she it turned out that she'd lied about the trade talks with uh, canada no, no or... well no i'm talking about going further and it being opposition day and oh it yes all went to shit yeah yeah so, oh my so like, God. can you can you explain this to me in a sort of articulate you know concise way because i did a tiktok like paper review thing about it the next day and i was like i don't really know if i'm fully across this like what happened why it didn't work out why the snp is so angry about it like okay. um t explain it to me like i'm five okay so the government put forward amendments and bills normally uh, as part of governing our country but sometimes the parties that are the political parties that are not in government get specific days to be able to do that too wednesday was the day for the scottish national party to put forward a, you know a bills or amendments and they wanted to put forward a vote to uh, call for a immediate ceasefire within the uh, conflict between Israel and Palestine. So the Labour Party had came come up with a bill as well 
Mm. And the Conservatives came up with a bill. The Labour Party bill was pretty much exactly the same as the Scottish National Party, except for the Scottish National Party bill did say that Israel were committing war crimes. And Labour felt they couldn't say that because at some point, Keir Starmer will possibly be the Prime Minister and we'll have to deal with Israel, right? right. So that's, that's the difference between those two. Then the difference between the conservative and those two was the conservatives saying they want a momentary pause to uh, uh, to give uh, humanitarian aid to the civilians of Palestine. So the Scottish National uh, Party's amendment was picked up by the speaker. Yeah, as it would be, it's their day of opposition, opposition day. It's called, and the the conservatives chosen the, the speaker chose the conservatives bill to debate. However, the within the country at the moment, there are a lot of protests happening in regards to this conflict. Mm. Um, and the loudest being people who are pro-Palestine or um, who are against just what is becoming to be the massacre of the Palestinian people when you consider that the attack that caused this uh, latest infraction of war, uh, is probably not the best word for it, that's not what I meant, but what I mean, this latest bout of war between the two was that a thousand people were killed by Hamas attack. And in retaliation, Israel has killed probably about 30,000 people. Mm. So this is, so people are upset that the Palestinians are being killed way more out of proportion than the Israel's were, Israeli people were killed in the original attack that caused, that started to flare up in the first place. So, this is now going to people's homes, uh, to MPs' homes. Like I think Tobias Elwood's home was sieged by protesters outside with the you know, Free Palestine, Stop War, called for a ceasefire. And many other MPs are receiving threats, death threats, uh, abuse mm. from constituents who are, you know, very much saying we need to stop this killing. So the speaker thought it would be a very good idea to allow everybody to have their say. And he also chose the labor amendment to be debated. Right. Well, that to the conservatives and the, and the Scottish National Party looked like favoritism, as if someone had spoken to the speaker to also include the labor bill into because that because the whole point really was it was all a bit of a political game right because the SNP were trying to show up the labor party right so the SN let me just back up a sec so the SNP okay. bill says um that it's a war crime or they wanted it debated crime. that it was a war crime yeah. um and they wanted to put that forward so that then, like, 
what 30 MPs from Labour would be like, yeah, it is a war crime. But then the other Labour MPs would be like, no, 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 it isn't. And then it splits the Labour Party. Is that right? Exactly that. Okay. So why is it favouritism if the Speaker selects the Labour? Because it's not Labour's opposition day. Right. Okay. It's the SMPs. Okay. And this is huge. Is this really abnormal that they would select? Apparently. People claimed that there was no precedent for this, but right. others had claimed that there had been precedent for this before. Right. The complaint was that this went against convention. This was a disrespect to the Scottish National Party. Mm. And the Tories just jumped on that as well, because anything to stick it to Labour. Mm. Labour are kind of all sitting there going, Yeah. What's going you know? Um, there were accusations, so they, the MPs can't like, so the parties can't get angry at Labour because they've got no proof that Labour has influenced the Speaker or anything. Only mere um, accusation and suggestion, rumor. Um, so they've taken it out on the Speaker himself. Right. They can't punch the Labour MPs, but they're punching the Speaker instead. So. It's almost as if the SMP and the Tories, two very opposing parties, yeah, have ganged up together because the SMP didn't get the chance to make Labour look stupid. Right. Okay. I mean, it does and... like it has worked out very well for Labour in the sense yes. that they've avoided being split. So I can and understand their amendment the. Went through. Say again, sir. And their amendment went through. Right. Because there was a walkout. Okay. The head of the SNP made his members walk out, and the Tories walked out, and then they had a vote, and then the Labour Party just pushed it through, and that was the end of that. Then the Tories got very upset because, and the, and the, the but the speaker had to sorry, the speaker had to come out and apologize. For yeah. What he did, right. This whole apology of how it turned out. I don't think he apologized for what he did, but more apologized for how. Everybody else is, you know, kind of reacted like he was sorry. He didn't. He he thought he was giving everybody a chance to talk because everybody has had some form of abuse, yeah, and threats and uh, all sorts. So he thought if everybody had a chance to sort of say that they wanted a ceasefire, maybe that that would calm. I down mean, there is there's there's an element. I know these are dark times, and this is obviously a very serious subject. But there is some comedic mileage to be taken out of the fact that he's decided it, this it, it, this it, course it, of action, this course of action to avoid like avoid hostility, like everyone's getting abused too much, and he ends up going down this court. And then how does it end? With the end of the day, him standing there and everyone going like, "You fucking idiot!" Like <laughs> him getting the most abuse from the MPs <laughs> themselves. And he's probably he, had death threats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it it became the biggest exercise of self service, yeah, right, by the SMP and the Tories, who then showed up later and said, "Well, we didn't get a chance to vote, but you walked out, so you didn't yeah. get a chance to vote." Or I didn't get ch- like MP stood up and said, "I didn't get a chance to say that I wanted a ceasefire." Yeah, you know, because they're trying to show their constituents the ones that were threatening the shit out of them, that they too want a ceasefire. They want to back a ceasefire. So it all really just, it, it all became, it, be, it did not 
it all became about conventions, the offense that the SMP took, the Tories backing them up. Yeah. And the self-service of what their interests are to their constituents, rather than a vote, yeah, call for a ceasefire. Which, to put a point on the end of this five-year-old explanation, yeah, wouldn't have done anything anyway. Yeah. So I mean... even if the SMP amendment went through and everybody in the House voted for it, including the Prime Minister, it would have changed. And still hasn't changed anything at all. Yeah, the war is still happening. Israel's Israel has even said now that you know, um, I don't care. I'm going to bomb them all. Yeah, you know. So it was a wasted day of parliamentary work. That again, we could have had things for our country spoken about things that more domestic problems, but also things to actually help people. This is all this was doing was making sure that the MPs could have a bit more of a quiet life. I guess you could so much shit from their constituents. You could make a case that it's it's I, and I I hear what you're saying about like the utility of it, like what is it actually going to achieve? And I've spent half the week ranting on paper reviews about, you know, if if Keir Starmer stands up and says, like, I want there to be a ceasefire, nobody's going to be listening to the UK leader of the opposition. Like, Netanyahu may may know who Keir Starmer is. is. He also domestic. might not. So That itself is a domestic issue. Yeah. It is, he's, he needs to, he's doing this little juggling act, which, you know, I am 50-50 on myself, that he's doing it, you know, um, I, I, I don't like it. That he's trying to juggle the sort of moderatories with the left mm. um, so he can win the majority and gain power. Um, but every time he just seems to piss off the left each time, which is just is really upsetting. Um, again, uh, but this time Labour Labour just put the amendment for it. That's all they did. It, it, you know, and they had the right to do that. I suppose. The they, way. they just didn't think it was going to be uh, chosen, but the speaker chose them all. So I suppose the way this should work is that the SNP, Labour, should be in reasonably frequent communication with each other, and they should be in a position where they say, like, look, you want a ceasefire, we want a ceasefire. Um, what about if, if you put forward that bill, then we will support it and if you change this bit but if, if you do that then we won't support like there should be some sort of line of communication there where they're negotiating on behalf of their various factions and the people that they claim to represent now if they don't do that and they start doing the party politics division and we put forward a bill and we want it to be our bill with our snp branding on it and and your one doesn't go far enough so we're gonna go like well then you're in a situation where it has become tribal and it has become childish and now we are where we are where people are storming out going like well you they selected their bill we wanted it to be our bill it's like would you oh, guys we're going home. the fuck up like yeah yeah we're oh, i'm taking my toys and we're going home yeah and um should we say skiing yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and that was, it was very much that. It, it took a really, really, like, it took focus off an inc an incredibly important mm -hmm. issue that many people in this country are incredibly passionate about. And that is the killing of 
women and children on a mass scale, which is happening at the moment. There's no denying it. That's what's happening, mm. right? And but at the same time, just because Parliament said we want a ceasefire, right, doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. No. So really, at the end of the day, what was it all for? Yeah. I mean, I, I so I was just going to say, like, like I thought it was disgraceful. You could make a case that. Uh, there is some utility in holding a vote like that because there are because tens it, of because it gets shown on the news. But the well, mother no, like trying to feed their children in Palestine doesn't give a fuck. No, but I was thinking like, so let's say there's ten thousand families in London who have like a direct relative who is over there at the moment, yes, uh, starving, yes. or they have been maimed, or they can't get hospital treatment, or something like that you would want to see some sort of representation at the parliamentary level that reflected the trauma that you were going through and the worry that you were going through. So even if it's useless geopolitically, politically, parliamentarily speaking, it's a good thing. A self-service thing where we're we're in our country going, well, we got a lot of people who are pissed off. So maybe if we do put this vote forward, that will calm them down a little bit. We'll still go out and protest because... At the end of the day, even if we call for a ceasefire, doesn't mean that Netanyahu's going to sit there and go, "Oh, well, bring wants us." To- oh, oh, okay, guys, yeah. Britain wants us to stop, so we're going to stop now. <laughs> Britain's called us into the headmaster's office. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, Britain, it's all, it's all over. They all got together. All their MPs got together and said, "You know what? We want you to stop bombing Palestine." So you yeah. know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to stop. Bomb- He's not going to say that. It's He's real. Do you know what it is? That. It's we are the world energy. It's like sort of, you know, a group of like really nice Westerners over there. They've all said that it needs to stop now. So what are we going to do? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Scott. Are they singing? Yeah, yeah, they're singing. Oh, well, we better write in then. Like We are the world. (laughs) We are the children. And I grew up with that song. I had to sing it in school. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, and I grew up as one of the chip, like a children, a child. I was going to say, yeah, probably. Probably I was either. in Ethiopia. No, you were... <laughs> I was just saying <laughs> that you were a child. You were a child once, and now you're a man. No, but I, um, when I was growing up, that that was that was massive in America. Yeah, like, it was absolutely enormous. So, um, yeah. So I watched the documentary on it, which was quite quite uh, actually for me, it was quite interesting because I was just a kid who had a seven inch record. With yeah. all these people on the cover of it, like, and a video that showed three minutes of a all night long recording session. So it was actually really interesting. How weird and depressing is it now? And you know, obviously, that's the the uh, the vibe of this show is to take positivity and optimism and then just bring it right back down to earth. So the toilet. yeah, like if you think about songs like "We Are the We Are the World," it's "We Are the World," isn't it? Yeah, we, we are, are the world. world. Yeah, the um, then and Band Aid. All of these big uh, charity songs, yeah. right, back in the day. And the reason that they did those in that medium was because records were selling, a, you know, a big hit, an international hit, like 5 million copies, 10 million copies. That bring in some serious wedge. And now... No song like that will ever do that again. No. It doesn't work like that. Even if you had a song on heavy rotation, like Capital, Radio 1, WNEW or whatever in New York and then like LA and stuff, even if it was like being like, it's just going to get streamed <laughs> and then but again, Spotify is just going to go like, uh-huh. it was, but it was incredibly performative. It was these very rich, very successful people mm. all coming together going, 
We need to raise money. How about bitch you look at your bank account at your millions and millions and millions of pounds <laughs> and maybe contribute some of that. Your time isn't as valuable as what you have in your assets. Yeah. So that, you know, so it, it, it's 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 a very bizarre uh phenomenon, I think, uh when that was when charity the charity again, like even now the modern charity single, the baby daddy or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, you know, he became a multimillionaire out of that. How does someone that raises money for charity become a multimillionaire? How does that happen? Oh, that's a big question. Because you do you know, get people who uh they they either run like a not for profit and then somehow they benefit handsomely out of it so there's that then there's also like political figures yeah uh contribution is a profit but there's this you like f financial fuckeries going on like where they'll oh, have like what happened to Sir tom moore you know yeah well his family like just took that money and ran but that's Clearly, like uh... they went built pools yeah, a, a little sorter or something in the back garden, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely ridiculous. But that's like a really exaggerated, quite simplistic example. Like you actually get people who run like a not-for-profit and then they will have sort of, you know, corporate properties that well, they then live in <laughs> for free. Yeah. Like, and it's a benefit, but it's never taxed. So there's stuff like that. And then they'll funnel like the, the not-for-profit money will be like sent out to like shell companies. And then they draw down a salary because that's only fair. But actually the salary is hugely lucrative. Not going to the clause, is it? Yeah. You know, only the money that's raised by the general public goes to the cause. Yeah. I worked for a massive charity for a little while. It was only a few weeks. But I thought <laughs> it was very bizarre how they had a very huge office in... Um, in North London, right? Um, in a probably very expensive building, you know, with all this staff there. And it was like... like how much is this costing you? And, and then people would be like, well, we got to be careful of the money because we're a charity. And it was something yeah. like, you are all employed at a certain level and a certain amount of money. You're wearing like, a Rolex. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, You're literally you, sat in an Aston Martin telling me this. <laughs> Um, Why is this issue still an issue? Perhaps if you got rid of this office yeah. <laughs> for a year and put that money towards your cause, it might make a difference. So to some extent, I understand I that know, they do like like when it's the cynical in me again. Sorry, <laughs> but, but like when you when you hear these admittedly like quite tabloid stories come out and they say like did you know like the ceo of like save the children or the ceo of um yeah. uh rspca or something is on like two hundred thousand pounds a year i'm always like uh, it's like fine because you actually need somebody you need to poach somebody from industry who has experience of running a multinational yeah, organization. with experience in like financial management and commercial and doing deals and that hiring is, that amount of people. That, that is the punching down of the, the media narrative again. Let's look at the guy who's earning two hundred thousand pounds working for a charity, but yeah. not the fucker that's earning seven, eight million by running a water company. Yeah, yeah. we all need. So yeah. what what's that about? No one's looking at him. No one's asking questions about why he why he's earning so much money. We're worried about the person who's earning two hundred thousand pounds. 
did you, I don't know if you listen to James O'Brien, I do. Um, and he had this wonderful phone call this week, which was incredible. This woman who was upset, she works hard, she bought her house, she might lose her house now. You, I, I think mm. this is a story you are aware of um, yourself. Um, and she looks at her disabled sister and wonders why she gets everything for free. And James had to turn around and say, but it's funny, why are you blaming the girl that has nothing, who's disabled, who doesn't have the same life as you in any way, mm. right, getting some benefit? When the prime minister is worth billions of pounds, mm. you're looking yeah. at her, not the person at the top of the food chain. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the same thing. Let's look at the 200,000 pound CEO and not the 6 million pound CEO. Or you could you could even pan out from that again. You could say like, okay, you're angry that somebody is in a charity position earning two hundred thousand pounds. Well, you know what? If the state took care of whatever that problem is that that charity is trying to solve, that wouldn't be a charity. It wouldn't exist. That job wouldn't exist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so, Scott, so go we, we've been rabbiting on, man, for an hour. I've got to go. Know, we, we're going to wrap are, up. Are we going to get to Thursday or Friday? Oh, fucking no. <laughs> uh, what, what was Thursday? Thursday was the protesters on uh, beaming it onto Big Ben. Oh, and... this is the rivers of, uh, to the river of the sea, which is now considered to be an anti-Semitic slogan, um, which is why people have gotten very upset. That was put on, projected onto Big Ben. Yes, right. Um, and uh, people are very upset. People such as Nick Ferrari um, and 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 the, the usual sort of suspects in the media. Um, but you know, can it, I just it, say that I don't another thing that has turned into an systematic, but then when Netanyahu says the same thing about destroying Palestine, yeah, that's just not no one says anything about that. I don't think it's so, anti Semitic, though, like... you know, it, it, I, I don't think it's anti Semitic to point that out. That's just reality, like to me, know? I feel like, like. When I hear this phrase or hear of this phrase, from the river to the sea, Palestine yeah. will be free. Is that right? Or yeah. Gaza will be free? I can't remember now. Um, to me, I feel like if you have an issue with that, then free up the area <laughs> that has turned into, over the few decades, as I understand it, it's turned into a sort of big open-air prison. Like that's yeah. That's the point. That's the crux of it. If you don't like will be free or from this part to that part will be free i feel like by just blanket calling it anti-semitic to me that feels simplistic reductive um but i'm not well, jewish so i don't know anti-israel but it like I, I mean i'd have to look at a map like to see where this river goes to this sea I'm like I'm... because i don't really understand where the river and the sea are um, I'm thinking, is it the River Nile and the Dead Sea? Like, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm completely advertising my own ignorance here. Like, I'm like, I, like I don't think it's anti-Semitic, and I said blah blah, and then I'm like, but truly, I don't know what it actually means. Where's the river? <laughs> Where's the sea? Yeah, but I don't think I'm being anti-Semitic. This is why I don't really talk about this particular subject very often, anyways, with anybody. Yeah, because I am ignorant, and I I know I need to do more work on it. But I, you know, I'm not stupid. I, I see what's going on. Well, also, I it's... it's children it's, being killed, it's fucking terrible, you know? Yeah. And that needs to stop. 
but it's also like if you if it's an area that you're not completely across like knowledge wise then that's one thing but also if it's an area like i obviously i'm quite satirical with a lot of the stuff that i do and i'd like to think you know occasionally i nail a a, an all right point sensibly but for the most part i i kind of want to take the piss out of stuff and there's nothing particularly funny about that whole situation it's just sad you know it's a sad it's a sad situation and Mm. and 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 also i i don't speak on it because of my lack of knowledge i might inadvertently be offensive in a way that I would never have attended, intended to be offensive. Yeah. Whether yeah. that be anti-Semitic or the other way around. So I'd rather sort of like keep my head down, read what I can read, um, see what I can see, take in the information mm. before I make any sort of real conversation about that. So when you brought it up earlier, I was a bit like, oh, do we have to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to round off quickly because I do think it's interesting that so Thursday was the thing onto Big Ben and that was I mean I think it's there's a debate there as to whether or not that's anti-Semitic there's some ambiguity to it that I think ferments yeah. discussion right now just bank that for a second and then get to Friday where you've got Farage Truss Jenrick Suella Leanderthal, all of these people talking about like there's going to be a Muslim Islamist fundamentalist party in Westminster. There's going to be there's going to be a, what was it the tweets that the guy from GB News was sharing or liking was like is it about Islamist invasions and like this, this is the funny thing. It's like this is anti-Semitic, but it's vague. But that that is clearly Islamophobic. But that's that's right. fine. The very people who scream the most in when it comes into the political sphere uh, sphere of uh, not sphere sphere of uh, the Tories and accused always accusing the Labour Party the media always accusing the Labour Party of anti-Semitism I'm not saying there isn't any anti-Semitism there I'm just saying that that's where the focus yeah. is and I was saying this the other day all how many Tories are Islamophobic mm. Um, most, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most, and, and usually are not very quiet about it. Yeah, but it seems that that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because racism. Yeah, like the the thing, the Suella article this morning they in the tabloid. Different color skin. They're from different culture. Yeah, that's, that's the end of that. You know, that's the. <laughs> insanity you though know, isn't it it's like the the, the disconnect between those two things is like yeah. this might be anti-semitic so let's talk about it for weeks throw it at the blah blah blah, blah. yeah and then this is clearly islamophobic but it's it's, it's fine like we'll just yeah, let it slide it's okay we're just well, saying what everyone is, down the pub is, says yeah but this is the media keeping its uh you know uh keeping their tories um protected yeah yeah right listen scott man we've got to wrap up um thank you so much to uh everybody in the live chat um quick shout outs to uh, tracy birch blue badger jess hunt we didn't pay any attention to the i did i've been ke- oh. keeping a, an eye on it but um but i didn't see any uh i didn't see any super chats and we were in mid-flow the whole time we were both like we're both talkers we were. scott we've, this has been a lot of fun i've been able to kind of get the my frustration on politics off my chest in it in 
a very awesome fashion this evening. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, you're very welcome. Very welcome indeed. Um, I'll do a quick readout of the uh, of the Patreons. We've got a couple of uh, couple of new ones over the last um, last couple of weeks, and a YouTube community member who I'm. Very sorry, I've not managed to get the name out of YouTube yet, but I will do. I'll update you on the list of backers next week when I go through them. Um, so big shout outs to Kerry, Rachel Harris, Bowman, Kai, Chris D, David Voice, Martin Maracas, Mojo Sabian, Peter Del Monte, uh, Pingu, Stuart, T-Rex in a top hat, Aaron Smith, Alex Souter, Jeff McGow, MJ Nichols, uh, Ned Berg, Sarah Setters, Simon Flack, Aid, Margaret Abagai, Encore and Foire, Cycletricity, Christine Cash, and Gareth Jennings. Thank you so much, guys, for your ongoing support. Um, if you've not <laughs> jumped... Why are you laughing, man? Whose name are you laughing at? They call themselves or... Encore and Foire. <laughs> yeah. I used to say, I used to say before I went through the names, I used to be like, some of these names might not be their real names because it was like, you know. <laughs> T-Rex is another guy in there. <clears throat> and uh, and now so many of them are obviously not their real names. I'm like, I don't even need to say it. Like, nobody's born cycletricity. It's, it's funny you know, uh, hosts like yourself who promise to shout out the Patreons. And they purposely do it because they know they're that guy who's contributed under the name Hong Kong Hong Yeah, knows that's him. Yes. So he knows he's going to get called out. Yeah. He knows he's like, that's me, mate, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've got a unique name, yeah, fair play. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you then go, you go through the, you go through the list and you say aid, and I was like, did you contribute yourself so you could say your name again? No. Actually, you know what's, what's interesting about aid is um, so he, he jumped on the Patreon first, and then I think he jumped on to the YouTube community instead. It was a switch around. Uh, and so I got talking to him. And uh, I thought from the spelling of his name, A-D-E, because I've worked with people called A-D-E before, and it's yeah. usually like a Nigerian or Nigerian descendant person, like Addy. Uh, it's more Addy rather than A-D-E. Yeah, and I used to spell my name like that. Um, so I would be like, are you Addy or like Aid? And hmm. 100% of the time before this, it's always been like, oh, no, I'm Addy. Um, yeah. And But this guy is Aid. He's an Aid like me. So... There's more than one of me now. Um, <laughs> anyway, listen, thank you so much to all the Patreon backers. And again, to my uh, guest tonight, Scott Williams, go and give him a follow. I shall put his details into the description. I'm on TikTok, after this. TK1976. If you want to watch my ridiculous ramblings on there, I am in a lull with posting right now, but we're going to go to the mojo back. Cool, man. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to it. And um, yeah, just send me a send me a link once you are up and live and you're like you're posting a bit more and I'll I'll share it around. It's TGA1976 on TikTok, yeah? There you go. There you go, guys. Uh, right, I'm I'm gonna be on Labour Social soon, are you, Scott? I probably am actually. I'm gonna see if I can get this ruder working first. Okay, all right. Um, until next time, guys, take care, keep it strictly hashtag bimfluencer and strictly hashtag booge. I'm out this motherfucker.